Hi, Marika, and welcome to the Inspiring Future Leaders podcast. I am really pleased to have you with me here today and looking forward to our chat. Firstly, though, if you could please briefly introduce yourself to our audience and then we'll get started. Awesome. Thanks so much, Kelly, for inviting me. Um, really excited to be firstly with you, but also on, on the podcast generally. My name is Marika Drujiva, and my day job, I work at a company called Permitive. We work with publishers and advertisers, helping them use their first party data in a privacy-centric way. And I'm customer success lead there, which means that I look after the um, customer success managers across EMEA. Apart from that, my, I tend to call it the other day job, is um, part of the customer success network that you're a part of as well, going a few thousand strong across um, the whole global world now with customer success managers. I lead up the digital events team over there. We try to deliver content uh, for um, our members um, on a monthly basis to educate them on customer success and share best practices and stuff like that. I've been in the UK for about seven, eight years. I came here to do university. I graduated from University of Glasgow with psychology and neuroscience and then got straight into customer success. And I found out about the discipline and I've loved it ever since. And I found it really difficult to shut up about it. So thank you for inviting me and actually listening to me talk about it as well. It's always a great opportunity. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> I find it difficult to shut up about it. Uh, that is going to be the headline quote of this episode, I think. On that subject, though, uh, finding it difficult to shut up about it, I do also want to congratulate you on recently being included in the top 100 customer success strategists for 2021, which is voted for by the customer success community. So fantastic achievement. And uh, it was really fabulous to see you on that list when it was uh, published recently. Thank you, Kelly. Um, it means a lot. I think that the recognition has really um, humbled me and gratitude just doesn't even come close to describing it because the folks that are on that list are my heroes. Um, the other thing that I kind of look through it and I'm starting to think um, about is how can we open up that list and be more and more inclusive of everyone that is a part of the community but probably hasn't made that list yet and how can we get the word out not just to the folks that can shut up about customer success but how can we get the word out to folks who probably haven't talked about it as much um so it's a topic of conversation I'm sure we're going to get into it but thank you for bringing it up and it's interesting, isn't it? When I was first included on that list a few years ago, uh, I felt exactly the same. I was humbled and thrilled and quite frankly, very surprised to have been nominated and, and included on, on the list. And this week, when there were lots and lots of posts of people saying thrilled to have been included, it actually made me think about the people who haven't been included. I had a conversation on this podcast a few weeks ago, it was with Renata actually, about personality inclusivity uh, and about the fact that there's a difference between extroverts and introverts and how at work generally extroverts are more celebrated than introverts whereas actually obviously everybody brings something unique impactful and powerful to to their role and their organization and it did start get, getting me thinking about these awards lists and the um the impact that it has on on each body of people obviously there are a lot of people who actively want to be recognized in this way and they've worked really hard to to get their voice out there their thoughts out there so that they have been voted onto the list and I, I don't know people who haven't worked so hard who don't want to have their voice heard in that way particularly they've got their own way of having an impact on the customer success community what 
what do you think they might be thinking or how do you think as you say what would that discussion involve in order to be more inclusive of all personality types and you know different drivers and motivators it's a fantastic question and exactly the thoughts that I was having yesterday when everyone started celebrating the list I think it's fantastic to put together a list yeah. of the people that you should connect with and the folks that you should follow if you're entering customer success I'm not really sure what somebody else would, from a different personality would be thinking, but I guess one of the things that I would like for customer success to start doing more proactively to continue keeping our outlook outside looking out so is maybe to start connecting with a other types of organizations inside businesses outside of customer success to keep our view of the world a little bit more diversified and not just focus on yeah. customer success. But also think about how customer success kind of applies itself to such a big organization outside of just customer success managers. I think we kind of have this idea of customer success as CSMs primarily, and then maybe a little bit of support where in, in, in reality, customer success is so much more in terms of a other functions. You have your solution architects, your uh, delivery consultants, professional services, whatever you want to call them. But then outside of this, you can actually um, apply that customer success mentality and practice to pretty much every organization within your business. And I feel like if one of the steps that we could take to become more inclusive of personalities on a very practical level is to start thinking about how customer success can connect with other organizations in the business in a way that understands them and in the way that that advances both of those functional organizations. And I think in that way, we're probably gonna get <clears throat> a little bit of an understanding of what the world looks like outside of customer success first, but also as hopefully a, a secondary benefit of that, connect with different personalities and see how they're comprehending um, the world of, of the extroverted stereotypical CSM. I was scribbling whilst you were writing there because um, I knew this was going to be quite an interesting chat with you, partly because going back to your intro, you did say that you um, graduated from the University of Glasgow with a degree in neuroscience. And the last time we had a catch up call, you were talking about having studied that and coming from that perspective, going into business felt alien to your values and your principles, because most businesses or a lot of businesses seem to be quite selfish, quite internalized, quite siloed. Uh, and that doesn't really speak to how you feel about the world and how to you know, live your values and principles. Talk to me a little bit about that and, and how then you, you got drawn into customer success. Yeah, um, it's a favorite topic of mine. So thank you for bringing it up. I think it goes both ways. So when I come out of uni and if you're a science graduate, the first part of this is that if you study science, there's very little in formal education that teaches you about business. Um, right. Usually for folks that come out of scientific degrees and move into business, somebody needs to come and like tell them very clearly how the practical side in the day-to-day -day of their um, degree applies to business. So we know for a fact that physics graduates, for example, tend to go into banking or are sought after by the banking industry because they're problem solvers for or investment and so on and so forth. But other sciences, I don't think that there is such a clear link at how the mindset of a scientist can be applied to the business world. And that's how I felt about it as well. I thought, oh, I've lived in the scientific community for a few years now. I don't, and the scientific community is about taking the next step and being innovative and researching the next part and giving back to the, especially if you're studying kind of psychology and neuroscience, it tends to be about like people themselves. 
And I didn't feel inherently drawn into a business world, which in my mind was a lot more selfish and a lot more drawn into what's in it for me rather than what's yeah. in it for the other person. Yeah. Um, and I was actually going to continue for a scientific career and something kind of coming from a personal perspective and I decided not to do so. Um, and I was going to live without an immediate job prospect. And I said, I'm just going to go and like talk to a few very small companies and see if there's a business that I can join. And very uh, happily for me, I found one. Um, and obviously business, even before customer success is introduced, is not 100% about um, what's in it for me. Business people, like any, anyone else, um, are humans first and foremost, and they're looking for that human connection. Yeah. Now, I think that the role of customer success in the business is so fundamental because rather than thinking of this human connection as secondary, it actually makes it quite fundamental, not only to the success of our own business, but to the success of our customers or, or partners. Yeah. Um, it really positions your business and your customers as two business bodies that can actually work together to advance both of their businesses in the same direction yeah. and I think specifically the majority of my career all of my career has been in startups to scale-ups where it's so important to create this relationship with your customers um, which we call strategic partnership so what does this mean like actually get your customers involved in decision making and listen to where you'd like to for them to see your business grow customer success is that super fundamental function without which that relationship wouldn't happen um and i think this is like what i really love about customer success is that it brings out um the move towards a partnership rather than a vendor supplier relationship and it really makes you feel like you're in it for the long game and you're not just improving your own business life but you're improving the well-being of so many of your partners I know that I'm the only one that can see this, but I love the way that whenever you say the words customer success, your face lights up <laughs> and you've got a big smile on your face. This is part of the reason why you know we're having this chat today is because I absolutely agree. The role of, of customer success is fundamental to business. And you've also mentioned there that because we're all humans and we're all looking for human connection. Uh, and I believe that's why the principles of customer success aren't just about that team I talked earlier about businesses working in silos and we've still got an awful lot of that and I think a lot of people who are in customer success and people who have customer success in their businesses see customer success as an independent function as a silo along with all of the other silos but I'm a big advocate for the fact that customer success is and should be a business philosophy it should go across all of the business everybody in the business Business is responsible for customer success they all play a part in customer success and the team that is owning customer success is there to be a coordinator a facilitator to make sure that everyone is in alignment that everyone is doing the right thing at the right stage of the journey in order to bring together that strategic partnership that you're talking about and I only know very little about neuroscience you've studied it but for me the reason I feel that that's important and should be fundamentally embraced in all businesses is because businesses are run by human beings and we are all looking for connection so if we're working on a connected basis within our organization towards the common purpose of our customers success then surely that's got to be the most powerful and impactful way to do business I think that's a no-brainer for me is, is there more uh, from the neuroscience perspective that can be brought to the front to 
explain and provide evidence that that is the case? Yes, I think there's tons of, of, that, of pieces of learning that we can take from that field in success, but also generally in business. I think some of the most obvious ones, um, which honestly to me, it's mind blowing that this doesn't get taught in, in formal education. I hope this has changed since I have graduated, but some of the most obvious ways is even how we build products with the customer in mind. So a very basic, everyone will be very familiar with the relationship between um, behavior and reward slash punishment or like the risk and reward uh, tournament and so, so on and so forth. Like the way many products are built is by trying to drive the user, as we will not know, through a certain path where they're going to reach a goal and be rewarded. Like the roots of this are in our understanding of human cognition and how we function in the world around us and how we learn things and, and how we move forward. Um, there's a lot more, I think, if you take a little bit of a step back from the uh, behavioral aspect of it, another way in which um, psychology and neuroscience could connect to customer success is just understanding what really matters to people and what really drives them, understanding how people make decisions. It's one of the basics of human decision making is that humans inherently really, really want to be um, practical beings and they want to be logical beings and we lay out all of these different matrices for decision making project plans and we try to bring in data so that we can base our decisions on data and I think um, by now in the 21st century as a society we've we've put ourselves in a position where reliably we can we trust ourselves that we make data-driven decisions um, but inherently our nature is not Thus, like our inherent nature is to make decisions based on the emotions that are driving us in this right moment when we're having to make that specific decision. And that lays in like the way we've evolved, right? Like if you think about how we were for a much longer period before human civilization started, like even if you look at stuff like hunter-gatherer communities and so on, like decision-making there is really driven by what is important right here for your survival right here, right now. And this was kind of um, continued um, up to the present day. We're not very... Um, very well that that even though we want to be logical humans um, we very often are, are emotionally driven beings and I think customer success professionals or generally business professionals even like negotiators can learn quite a lot from that um, learn what emotion you would like to drive in in humans so that you can influence or help them guide their own decision making how can we inspire trust how can we inspire positive emotions how can we inspire um, an environment where people feel like they're able to make decisions um, without feeling, thre feeling threatened, um, having a generally positive note about, about, where, about the situation where they are and the decision that they're going to make. This applies to our customers as much as it applies to the rest of our teams, as much as it applies to the rest of the business. Like create an environment where there is no threat, where positive emotions are there so that then people can lend themselves to this logical decision-making that they trust themselves doing driven um, based on the data that they're seeing. So I think that that play between emotion and cognition is a really, really big thing as well that we can learn in customer success. Um, one last thing um, in which I've, one last way in which I've seen a connection between the two is not so much necessarily by neuroscience, but just taking the more scientific way of thinking and applying it to the more day-to-day -day practical work of a customer success manager. If you think about when a customer success manager steps in to work with a client for the first time, they're going to start asking questions. 
What are your business objectives? What are you trying to achieve? What do you do today? And I have actually found applying my kind of scientific or experimental thinking of formulating a hypothesis, understanding the status quo, deciding what we need to, the treatment that we need to apply to get to specific results. That's how you run an experiment in, in any scientific field. If you were to take this and apply it to how you'd like to drive your customer's business forward, understanding where they are, recommending actions, seeing if you achieve specific results, then this is fundamentally a success plan. Yeah, absolutely. That feels like, in layman's terms, what I um, presented in my book. The book was on building a a customer success team, but whether you're setting up a team, whether you're going into a customer for the first time, whether you're doing something at home in your personal life, the first thing to do is understand where you are. You understand where you want to get to and how you're going to try to get there. And then you measure it, you evaluate it, and you adjust it based on what you've learned through that period. I do think there's some fundamentals there that I think we we tend to forget. You know, again, I think in the beginning of the book, I say that customer success isn't rocket science. Based on what we're talking about today, it is science, but it is not rocket science. It's not beyond everybody's understanding. It is actually a lot of common sense. It's a lot of stuff you're talking there about what are our inherent natures are and I think that's why I love customer success so much is because it is bringing the emotion it is bringing in the sensitivities of our human nature into business practices which I think for many people in the search of profit being the only true north star is that we've forgotten that we are humans our customers are humans our people running our business are humans and we need to I think we need to bring that back in and I think that's one of the unique um, principles of customer success is that we do understand that it is all about humanity and what I want to do is try and explore how we've got to a world where humanity isn't as important and how we can contribute to this movement where I do think there is more of a trend for businesses certainly individuals are talking about moving back in towards human first leadership bringing humanity back into business and I really love the way that you articulate that Marika just going back to what you were saying there about we want to be practical and logical so we try to force that into our daily processes and I do talk about making informed decisions but ultimately I know that I make decisions on on my gut I will look at all of the information around me but ultimately I will go with my gut instincts because I think that's the thing that we most rely on if you ignore all of the data then then that's you know an uninformed decision but I do think ultimately it does come back down to that emotional piece which I think our customers do as well Um, So trying to just throw data at them and drive them in a way, you have to understand them, you have to understand what drives them and you have to understand what motivates them, don't you? And I loved this, effectively, this culture piece that you were ending on there about inspiring trust, inspiring positive emotions and providing a space where individuals feel that they can make decisions without feeling threatened. To me, that feels like a a really powerful cultural piece. How do you think that space gets provided? Who provides that space and how? A great question. And honestly, I'm not 100% sure. Um, Sometimes sometimes you're just in an environment. So even if we take a step back from customer success for a second, everyone, I hope everyone has at least once in their life worked at a company where they felt like, they can try something out with it, with one of the potential options, outcomes of it being failure and yeah. still feeling 
comfortable going ahead and doing so. And then we've been parts of other companies where we haven't been able to do this because we feel we would be reprimanded or something else. I'm really fortunate today to work at a company, a permutive where this is rewarded and encouraged and people are like encouraged to go and try things out and see what works for them. And I've often kind of wondered, what is it that we've been able to create? How have we inspired that culture? so that A, I can do it one day, hopefully not in the very near future when I move on and I go to another business, but also how can we make sure we keep that as we expand? Yeah. Um, because I don't want to, I don't want to accept that this is just sometimes it happens naturally. Like there has to be something that makes it replicable. Agreed, um, agreed. And I, I, I think there's a couple of things I've identified. The first one is um, just, good old humil uh, humility, um, accepting that, it, like being in a community and a culture and a company where the majority of people accept that they don't know everything. And I know you like, this is such an important topic for your podcast because you've, you've talked about it to um, so many like inspiring women that um, I, I kind of feel compelled to, to mention it as well, but it's so important to be in a place where others accept the fact that they don't know everything and that everyone can teach them things. Yeah. Having a leadership team that proactively asks for feedback and for advice um, from more junior members of their team. So I'm really fortunate to be in a position where our VP and our directors of customer success, they come to me and they go, what do you think about this? So now that I've moved into a mid-management position, Every time I'm thinking about changing something, I go to my team and I say, what do you think about this? Yeah. Um, and I think that creates like the understanding in, in them that, okay, people who are more senior than me accept that they could be wrong. So that's okay. Then I can be wrong as well. So I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to give this a try. Um, and I think in that environment where there is acceptance um, of, of that possibility, there is acceptance of that things might go wrong. There is acceptance that if to, to things do go right, you're going to celebrate and reward this. Then people feel trusted and people feel that they can make decisions um, um, in a, I guess, calmer way um, or that they feel that they can make decisions in a trusted environment. I love the fact that you started that by saying, I don't know, and actually provided some really tangible ways that permutive do apply it. Because you're right, I don't, I don't think these positive cultures don't just happen by chance and they shouldn't be nirvana. They shouldn't be rare. They should be replicable. They should be in all organisations and they should be delivered by everyone. And it is, it's the individual contributor giving themselves permission and feeling like they have permission from their leadership team and from their peers and everyone around them, that we are all just doing our best. We are all human. None of us know. Nobody knows the right answers. Somebody might have a gut feel that they could be right and they could have the best approach and solution for the circumstances they're in, but nobody knows hundred percent of the time. And having the humility, the support, the acceptance. I love the way that you articulated that. Um, the acceptance 
that what happens happens because whatever happens is a learning experience mm -hmm. and if you don't ever try things if you don't try and be innovative you talked about innovation earlier from the sciences if you don't try and be innovative and you don't try and evolve the way that you do things then you, you all become stuck and you all become a bit stayed and a bit frustrated probably and I think the other really important thing you said there is to celebrate when things do go right because quite often, and somebody raised this <clears throat> a few episodes ago, and Anika mentioned it actually, that it's really easy to forget to celebrate the wins, particularly the small wins. It's very easy for leadership to instill a blame culture and to create a fuss when something doesn't go to plan or something is deemed to be a failure. But when things do go right, we just let it go by without saying anything. Whereas if we took a few moments, because it doesn't take much to say, oh, my God, that was amazing. Thank you. Well done. I mean, how how hard is that out of your day, no matter how busy you are? So I really love that. Not only acceptance that everybody in the organization is human. No one knows everything. And then celebrating when things do go right. And learning, I think, is the other piece. Learning from when things don't quite go as you expected them to, whether you want to label that as a failure I think it's a learning opportunity personally it was brilliant that you went I don't know how to create that culture and then actually gave really tangible ideas as to you know why you feel that trust and the other thing that I did really like is because we talk about a safe space and how it is it's really difficult to to put in place and how it actually takes time because it's based on trust but I really like the fact that you said your leadership team proactively asks for feedback and I think that's quite a good balancing piece because I think as individuals lower down the hierarchy however you want to explain it if you feel like you have to come up with ideas but you're afraid they might be wrong or be swept aside then it's hard to speak up Whereas if somebody is coming from the other direction and asking you to speak up, then in time, it becomes easier for you to speak up without being asked. Going back quite a long time to the very beginning of the conversation, you said something about what you would like to see as customer success, starting to proactively connect with other um, businesses either within your organization or other types of businesses for a couple of reasons I think you were saying one was in order to and I think we do we end up getting into a bit of an echo chamber in the in the community we're an amazing community we share a lot and we all have the same values and principles and we're very passionate about those but it does become a bit of an echo chamber so I think you were saying there were there were two reasons for this one of which was to to remember and to engage with the the business world larger than CS but also in order to help spread the the values and principles and the um, foundations of customer success through the rest of the businesses. Can you expand on that a bit more? In what ways do you think we can do that? And what do you think the benefits will be? Yeah, I love this topic. It's something that I don't think we talk about enough. Um, I think that over the past few years, the customer success community has grown um, and there are so many people that would like to share and you know put their foot forward or um and share their best practices etc etc which is amazing um i often find myself talking to somebody from another um 
type of industry and them having a question about moving into a new role. And I just go, why don't you just find a bunch of people on LinkedIn from your industry and ask them a question? And like, yeah. I've done so and nobody's responding. And I can just not imagine this because when I was starting in customer success, I messaged so many people on LinkedIn, like over 90% of them were like, yeah, 100%, what do you want to know? I'll spend time, da, da, da. And that's fantastic. But I also want to see as this community is growing and as it's improving, us not creating a bubble of customer success um, because I think this hides to uh, kind of dangers. The first one is we all agree that customer success is fundamental to the success of a business and that the culture of customer success should be spread across the rest of, the, of, of any business that you're part of. However, it is not the only organization in a business. It functions as a part of a very uh, strong but also delicate organism in partnership with your products and your engineering and yourselves and your finance and your people's department and whatever else. And realistically, if you took any one of those other departments out of the business, customer success won't survive. Like imagine having to work in an organization where you don't have a strong product partnership or you don't have a strong sales partnership. Um, and I'd like for customer success practitioners to make a habit of going out and proactively trying to find how we can help the rest of those business units yeah before we come back to ourselves and speak to other customer success professionals and say oh don't you just feel like your sales teams are never putting enough effort into those handovers don't you feel that your product team is just never listening to the feedback that you have to give them like no like everyone is going for something like everyone is working so that the business can can move forward so we should be talking to our fellow customer success peers as much as we're talking to all the rest of those businesses and trying to move things forward. So I think that's the first one. Like, can we spread the knowledge of what customer success does and what it is to people who are not as aware of customer success? Um, I think there are some very simple, practical ways in which we do this. Um, one of the ways in which we've done it is implement a step in the onboarding of every new joiner that comes to a particular business or to your company where you talk about customer success, but don't just talk about these are our customer success managers. Um, we report net retention and we try to, um, we try to uh, renew customers and to upsell them as well. Talk to these folks about where customer success comes from. Like ask them, have you had a customer success manager in the company where you're coming from? A lot of them wouldn't have, it's a very new field. Yeah. Um, a lot of people wouldn't have heard about customer success. Accept that, it's okay. <laughs> Don't take it personally and take this time to explain. I mean, everyone in customer success loves to tell the story about Salesforce and Mark Benioff and how they like, do you know that everyone likes to talk about how they shifted away IBM and now 80% um, of their revenue or however much is coming from repeat businesses. Tell that story, like get people to actually understand why you exist as a department and then tell them that you're fighting certain how you're collaborating with the rest of the businesses. Like we do a session in our company on this and a lot of people kind of find out about customer success. And at one point they just go, nice so you're different to the support team and you're more proactive I'm like yes yes, <laughs> yes we are like this is this is the one the, the one kind of aha moment which I really love in that session where people get to that conclusion themselves without you having to kind of articulate that word forward so that's one part of this um and I guess the benefit of that immediately is that um, those folks from their first few weeks in the company already see us as a strategic partner to those customers. 
and they don't come to us just when the customer has an issue and they have to like connect with them to tell them that something is not working. Then you have product teams and engineering teams and very new people in those teams coming to you to say, we're thinking about changing the product X, Y, Z. What are some very trusted customers that you can put us in front of so that we can run that idea past them? So at that point, you're already creating an environment where folks are feeling like you can be the connection with the customer, not just for things that are that are breaking or need changing, but in the, inspiring a conversation that can move both of your businesses together. Um, so I think that's some of the very simple steps that we can start to take to spread the customer success wisdom um, to other businesses and to other people around us. And I think that's brilliant. I know that I've done that before in previous organizations, making sure that customer success is a strategic partner. Everybody understands the purpose of customer success. And that starts to build the customer success philosophy, you know, as a company philosophy, rather than a person or a team, doesn't it? Uh, and I, so I, you know, absolutely celebrate that, um, that Permuta for doing that and hope that other people are starting to do that in order to, to spread the word. Do you think there's anything we can do? You know, our, our community is so amazing. And you talk about when you started in customer success, when I started in customer success, barely anyone I knew had ever heard of it. And I did the same. I looked for customer success people on LinkedIn uh, and, and everybody put their hand up. We, we were the, the forerunners of communities. We, we tried to start meetups. People would fly from, from continental Europe to come to London to join our meetups because there, were, there was so little around at the time. Um, and we are, we're all very giving and we've built this community, which is great, but I can see how it is despite the fact that we are very externally focused and we're looking at the success of others in order to provide success for ourselves and our companies. Um, the community is just full of customer success people. Have you got uh, a thought as to how we, is there a way that we can expand that so that we bring in other professionals? Is it about expanding it in that way or is it about doing... I don't know, particular events that rather than inviting customer success professionals to, we invite salespeople or products to. How, how do you think we could do it on the, on the company basis? I love that idea. And I hope that you know, we can encourage lots more businesses to, to bring that onboarding and therefore the daily interaction into their company. But on a wider basis, is there anything else we could be doing as a community to, to bring in other people so that we do start to really see customer success as a company-wide philosophy rather than a team philosophy? Yeah, it's a fantastic question. Um, and first of all, Kelly, I just wanted to come back to something that you said at the beginning of that sentence, which is um, when you are starting a customer success and building the community, I think um, I'd just like to kind of use the platform to give you a whole ton of gratitude to people like yourselves and, you know, all the, the veterans of customer success, the Dan Steinmans and Dave Jacksons and Kate Forgionis and Bulen, um of, of customer success without who like the community as it is would have probably not existed so thank you so much for taking the time and for inspiring us all um, in terms of what we can do as a community yes definitely there's a lot that we can do one of the things that we're starting to think actually at the customer success network right now is for the next year that's one of our key goals is how we expand a within other professions inside the customer organization so how do we include support solution architect delivery consultants professional services into the conversation but also how do we expand the philosophy outside of um, just customer success and um, I think 
events and connecting people on those topics are one key way to start doing this, but also creating conversations between different um, business units and different departments is the other one. For example, at the Customer Success Network, we have um, running kind of topics of our events. So every two months, we change the topic of all of our events. For October and November, um, we had um, leadership and culture as our core topic. Yeah. For December and January, we have change management. None of these are 100% devoted or um, saved or secured for customer success professionals. Those are things that are super important across the whole um, of a business. So we've invited customer success professionals alongside sales folks, alongside coaches, alongside leadership consultants to come and talk about those topics generally, but also how they apply to customer success. Next couple of months, we're going to have professional change managers that come and talk about not just a, yes, how you apply change management to customer management as a CSM, but also how have you applied change management to the internal shifts of your own organization? So you started off with a few CSMs, but now you're growing to um, a few different departments within the customer organization. Now you're connecting with sales. How does this impact sales? How does this impact everything else? So those are the initial steps that we're taking. Find topics that are relevant across those different business organizations and then create a space for folks with different experiences, with diverse backgrounds to come and talk about these so that you can distill it all down to the practical and then everyone who's listening can take something for themselves. I love that. Part of the reason for um, creating this podcast is to embrace the principles of customer success across um, the whole of businesses, because I believe if we can move into a more externally focused way of doing business and a more human way of doing business, this will have much more positive results, not only for businesses, but for the individuals in those businesses and for our communities and our, our social challenges that we have around the world, because we will go from being selfish and divisive and internally focused to the complete opposite and being much more supportive and generous with others. I think that's a, a great way to to finish this conversation although I have to say I could talk to you for hours Marika so uh, hopefully we can catch up soon uh, and I'm sure we'll have you back on the podcast uh, in the coming months as well um, but for now if people want to find you in order to carry on this conversation or to you know talk about any other topics where, where can people find you? Um, thank you Kelly I can't believe how much time has passed but it has been more than a pleasure um, I'm on LinkedIn if folks want to connect with me over there. Um, the Customer Success Network can be found at www.customersuccess.network. If you click join, we'll add you to our community and we can get the conversation started from there. Um, but yeah, any one of those um, options works for me and I, I really look forward to connecting with new people and um, continuing that chat. Uh, Marika, it has been an absolute pleasure. I'm just, I love the articulation, the thought processes that you're going through, the connections that you make, and also the difference and impact you make, not only to the customer success community, but to the world at large. So thank you ever so much for coming on. For those of you listening at the other end, watch out for the next episode next week of the Inspiring Future Leaders podcast. Bye for now.